This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hope you had a good weekend. You know, probably had a pretty good weekend. Uh, Bill Cosby, who is out of jail, like, what? (laughs) How did that happen, huh, Jim? Yeah, because I know, I think the sentence was 10 years originally, and he served, what, two? Less than, maybe? Yeah, he uh, has been released from prison. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned his conviction. They ruled that Cosby was denied protection against self-incrimination. It's pretty much a technicality, but it, he, double jeopardy. He can't be retried on the same charges because he has been released. So mm-hmm. he's he's a free man. And obviously there was outrage on the internet. A lot of uh, women, uh, women's groups were just disgusted with this, uh, this ruling. Uh, Felicia Rashad, who played... Uh, Mrs. Cosby. Oh, yeah. She supported Bill on social media. She started getting some major backlash as well. How much more evidence do you need for a man to be seen as guilty? Wasn't there 60, 70 accusers? Oh, yeah. Uh, Cosby, he has always maintained his innocence. And this is... Like he got out of jail, he called a radio station. He called one hundred five point three WDAS in Philadelphia, and he spoke to them about uh, his conviction being overturned. This is for all the people who have been imprisoned wrongfully, regardless of race, color, or creed. Because I, I met them in there. I would have thought it was a Bill Cosby impression. <laughs> yeah, right. This goes to all the innocent people that yeah. are in jail already. If you didn't know what had happened, you'd be like, oh, they're doing a that's a pretty good Bill Cosby impression. <laughs> Hold on, he's out of jail what? now? This isn't his one phone call? How did that happen? Yeah, you got money, I guess, huh? Yeah, weird, weirdly enough, uh, the more millions you have in the bank, the more loopholes there are in the law for you. Or the bigger they get, for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting coverage over in England on the BBC when they were uh, doing this story. For the last two years, this has been where Bill Clinton has called home. But tonight, he will sleep in his own bed after the bombshell decision by Pennsylvania's Supreme Court to overturn his conviction of sexual assault. Just to clarify what was said there in uh, Michelle's introduction to the story, we apologize for the mistake. The story, of course, is about Bill Cosby, the entertainer. (laughs) Whoops. Bill Clinton? (laughs) For the last two years, this has been where Bill Clinton has called home. Honest mistake. You know what? They both got out of a lot of situations they probably shouldn't have. Let's be serious. Bill Cosby is a free man. We are getting text messages here from Habs fans. Who did Devin Peacock pick to win tonight? Uh, earlier on the show, he picked the Tampa Bay Lightning to sweep. He thinks that they've got it in the bag. Um, and that may be good news if you're a Habs fan because every team Dev has picked to win in this playoff season, it's basically gone the opposite way, right? Mm-hmm. So he thinks that the, the Habs are done tonight. They'll probably win. <laughs> <laughs> the old opposite rule. And maybe Tampa Bay is going to lose on purpose because when we were talking to Dev about this, he uh, he was telling us about this plan that the mayor of Tampa has put out there. Tampa Bay Lightning are not allowed to have their families in the stands. The uh, government is not allowing the families of the team members to come up, which is frankly stupid. If you're vaccinated, I'll see what the problem is. And so because of that, 
she thinks the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning should lose game four so they can win game five back home in Tampa Bay. And given how good Tampa Bay is, that strategy would probably work. But you know what? If I have a chance to sweep the uh, Stanley Cup finals and go back to back, I'm going to take it regardless of where I'm playing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a rule in professional sports. You never lose on purpose. <laughs> well, I mean, there's all sorts of conspiracies that say, you know, the the more games in a final series, more money the more they money. Make. Why not take a little dive here and there? And I think that they're probably at capacity. Like, I, Florida's pretty wide open right now. So if you have it's another... It's never closed down. <laughs> if you have another game in, in Tampa, you can just, you know, you're getting... You're getting paid. Big time. Big time. I wonder which will lead to more rioting in Montreal, if they lose at home or if they lose on the road. Because the home games, there seems to be twice as many people downtown Montreal. Yeah, people want to be close to it, right? Yeah, even if you can't see it, just kind of close to the the center. I would say if they, they lose... You're right. If they lose on the road, it's probably better for for damage and mm-hmm. for the police in Montreal than if they lose tonight at home. So the taxpayers will hope they win tonight. If you're a Montreal fan, though, you've got to understand something. They've exceeded every expectation, and even the fact they made the final is a huge victory for your franchise. So you can't be too upset if... They don't win the Stanley Cup, which it's looking more and more like they're not going to. <laughs> I don't Agreed? think. Th- I, well, that should stop them. Yep, you yeah. heard it. Yeah, that they're riot over. Sober logic <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem to ring true at midnight, though. It's been a big week for fireworks. You had the Fourth of July in the United States yesterday, celebrating mm-hmm. their independence. We had Canada Day last week. Fireworks going off all over the place. Here's a story out of Florida. So a guy clearly was upset that his neighbors were lighting fireworks off. And he reached his breaking point. He wanted to get back at them for keeping him awake. So what he did is in the middle of the night, he ran out into the middle of the street and started making fireworks noises. He didn't have any fireworks. Mouth noises? So he was just screaming and yelling fireworks noises. Here is uh, some audio from the local news story. The dogs were barking and we go outside and and this guy is screaming. I mean, so loud. (coughs) He seemed to be upset that people were celebrating early. <laughs> He's just yelling firecracker. Firecracker. Oh. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Firecracker. He's just doing the, 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 like for the audio captions for deaf people below. He's not even making the sound effects. He's just saying what they are. <laughs> Loud, bright explosion. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, one way to handle the situation. <laughs> if my neighbor's having a party, I'm going to go out in the street. Loud music! <laughs> Lots of people! <laughs> Crowds laughing! <laughs> I wasn't invited! <laughs> Last week, it wasn't a bad week uh, to take off, Jim. You and I both uh, were on holiday. And at the start of the week, they were calling for rain basically every day. So mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of got away with one, huh? Yeah, there was, I don't know what it was like back uh, in southwestern Ontario, but in northern Ontario, there was a, a little bit of rain 
here and there, but then then the clouds would go away and it'd be hot again. What'd you do with the the rainy days? Play board games inside? Um, still went swimming. Still kind of made the most of the outside, drank. but drank a lot. <laughs> but the the mosquitoes and the black flies were real bad when the when the rain was out or just after the rain stopped. It was like the worst I've ever seen mosquitoes up there. Even getting bites? Big time. Like, yeah. On the drive home, I had them all over my legs. And it was awful because I was just scratching for eight hours. <laughs> Didn't have any afterbite on me. I saw the video you posted. You saw a bear on the side of the road. Yeah, on the ride up. It, it crossed the road right in front of me. Um, so I got a little bit of video. I'll post it on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. It's nothing crazy, but, uh, pretty as, as close as I've ever been to a black bear in the wild. Did I you was in a car. Did you see my comment? Fight it? Yeah. <laughs> We've been having this debate on the air. The, the number of people who think they could beat up a bear in a fight. Yeah. That would have solved it once and for all if you got out and you picked something with yeah, taking its honey or something. I, w- I wouldn't fight a, fight a bear to prove a point. I would only fight a bear if it was the instigator. You know what I mean? If it was like trying to eat my dog or if it was stealing from a picnic basket. Right. You know, doing something it shouldn't be doing. Then I would have to step up to the plate. I understand the dog thing. I might let the picnic basket <laughs> go, Jim. <laughs> let him take the sandwiches. But oh, it wasn't man. that big. You know, it, still a bear. I was off uh, last week celebrating my birthday. We did Canada Day, uh, my wife's birthday as well. Oh, we had an awesome night. We did a staycation, went to the uh, Delta Armories by Marriott. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommended it. Uh, upgrade if you if you can. We did the upgrade and we got a really nice room and my wife loved it. So we yeah. had a fantastic night. Nice to get out of the house, eh? It was worth it, yeah. To have the kids at home and us not be there was mm-hmm. fantastic. But we did a lot of eating and drinking and I'm thinking now, like... I gotta, I gotta start taking care of myself again. <laughs> it's time to work out. I may go on the uh, Chris Hemsworth Thor diet. Oh yeah, what's that? He eats six to eight meals a day, apparently. Huh? Problem is, you have to work out <laughs> um, at least once a day, sometimes twice, lifting weights for no more than an hour. This is all from Chris Hemsworth's trainer. He says sometimes he mixes up the routine with boxing or high-intensity interval training. Uh, But he needs to eat 450-calorie meals six to eight times a day. Hmm. Steak, chicken, sweet potatoes, and rice. He does have a personal chef to help him out. They're timed, so he knows exactly when he has to. Have you seen him lately, Hemsworth? No, is he more jacked than usual? Bigger than ever. Hmm. Is he getting ready? I I heard a rumor he might be playing Hulk Hogan in a biopic. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. I, I don't know if the, someone was just campaigning for him to get the role or if, if it's actually happening. Oh, Chris Hemsworth shaves the horseshoe into his head and just has the skullet going. <laughs> oh my God, please let this happen. Uh, he, he's massive. I like that he has to get more Jack to play Hulk Hogan than he did to play Thor. The God of Thunder. <laughs> I, I should congratulate all the English soccer fans on the big victory over Ukraine on the weekend. Specifically, Jay Baker from our creative department. Mm-hmm. Had a little back and forth going on online with him. Now, my wife is from Ukraine. Uh, my kids obviously have Ukrainian blood coursing through their veins. So I was, <laughs> I was trying to be a good uh, son-in-law. 
to my father-in-law, Igor, as well. You know, I got everyone the jerseys and really made it seem like I cared a lot about Ukraine <laughs> winning these soccer games. And it was fun to have a team to cheer for, man. It, it was a good tournament for Ukraine specifically. They did well. Nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, they could have scored a couple goals against England. Uh, they got blown out, but they made it further than a lot of teams that were expected to, to go all the way. France. How about that upset last week, Jim? Oh, yeah. What a game, dude. That was one of the best soccer games I've ever seen in a tournament this level. Yeah. Came back, what was it, uh, 4-1? The Swiss came back and then won it in the the shootout. Oh, unbelievable. It was great. But England, looking strong. Could this be the year that England doesn't disappoint their fans? (laughs) Because they have been described as the Toronto Maple Leafs of soccer. True. On an international stage, they've got the obnoxious fans, right? Big time. Oh, yeah, the most obnoxious. You went over to the World Cup, and you said the English soccer fans were just out of control. Yeah, it uh, it was in France, but there was the most English fans there, even more than French fans, it seemed. And, like, every pub you went to, there'd be one or two British guys in there, and then there'd be a parade of English dudes walking by the pub, and all the English guys in the pub would go, And then sing their English song, and then all the guys walking by would join in. And they're the drunkest dudes, and that song, a group of guys sang it every two minutes. It was unbelievable how much I heard that song. Dreams for months afterwards. Still to this day. (laughs) Yeah, but they have year after year they get disappointed, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think they've won since maybe the '60s. It's been a while. Well, good luck rest of the tournament. Head into the uh, semis, and we'll have Butler. Our uh, Euro Cup correspondent joining us tomorrow, getting us ready for the first game of the semis here on the program. Uh, Congratulations to Italian soccer fans. They were excited on the weekend, uh, their victory. Um, Some might say they were overly excited. (laughs) (laughs) To win a quarterfinals game? Uh Uh Especially in Hamilton, Ontario, where a video has gone viral of Italian fans just uh, flowing out into the streets after their team won and trying, I don't know if they were trying to flip a bus over there. What were they doing here, Jim? Well, two guys successfully climbed a bus, a city bus, and we're talking like that 10-foot climb tall city bus. One guy, I don't know if he fell off or just jumped off, but he's off and one guy stays up as the bus is moving down the street and he's got the big Italian flag waving it back and forth in the rain, mind you. Uh So it's slippery up there. It doesn't seem like the driver knows he's on top of the bus, right? (laughs) I don't think so. Or probably he wouldn't be driving. There's no back window. So how would, that's where they climbed up was the back. How would you know? Uh Uh-huh. Other than that, there's people looking up at the top of the bus going nuts as it's driving by. You probably pick up on it pretty quickly. But everybody's shirtless because it's raining, all the Italy flags. I mean, it's great to see. Yeah. Unless you're on that street trying to get home. Italy now, they've got a good shot. They've got to be one of the favorites remaining in the tournament. England, Italy, two favorites to make it to the finals. So we'll see. Well, we've spoken with Joey Chestnut before. I've interviewed him, and he he has talked about what it's like the day after. <laughs> and, yeah, you don't want to be second in line Mm-mm. 
at the bathroom behind a competitive eater the day after a hot dog eating contest. Happy 4th of July, by the way, to all our American friends. The the annual Nathan's Famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest. We always got to check in on this, find out how things went. Jim, you've, you've tried to scarf down as many hot dogs as you can in the same amount of time as these guys, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, you only got through like five or six hot dogs, if yeah. I recall. I I don't know. I was trying to get 10. I don't know if I got there. I think maybe eight max, and yeah. I was out, out of control. You were you were shooting for one a minute. Yeah. Just couldn't even do that. Uh, Joey Chestnut was the big winner again. Jaws, they call him. <laughs> He put down 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. New record. Yeah. Every year he seems to outdo himself, doesn't he? It's amazing to think what he possibly could do. You don't smash your own record. You just do it by increments. So I wonder what his top end truly is. 90? When's he going to peak? When he's still he's still in his still prime, Taz. Absolutely. And the audio that we've got here, this is always so much fun to listen to how seriously they take this this competitive eating <laughs> at the uh, hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. What do you got for us here? This is the intro. I just love when the music kicks in and the crowd starts getting into it. In an endless universe of infinite matter and energy, we have been given consciousness to gaze upon it all and understand. What greater fortune have we to live in America, to stand side by side on the 4th of July, to behold this man? What greater fortune? of the United States, <laughs> Joey Chestnut. Oh, Joe Biden wishes he could get an intro like that. Yeah, that is a hype man right oh, there. dear. Very impressive. And then here, of course, is the the play-by-play action. I mean, this is as he's getting closer to 70 hot dogs, about to break his own record. If this holds for Joey Chestnut, this park is shouting Joey and Jeffrey Bezos I'm only going to ask once bring Joey to the moon with you man he's earned it Chestnut (laughs) is a true American treasure (laughs) you wouldn't want Joey Chestnut in outer space you'd eat all the rations in like five minutes (laughs) where'd all my tango (laughs) happy world UFO day we were talking about this earlier in the show 
and we started getting some messages from our listeners about their UFO experiences. Here's one. Me and the wife were in the backyard one day last summer, and we saw something burning up entering the atmosphere. Didn't think much of it. Uh, thought it was a satellite or space debris until it stopped falling. It sat still for about a minute, then began flying horizontally at twice the speed of a commercial jet. We haven't quite put our finger on what it was. Luckily, it didn't land, so it could potentially put a finger on us. LOL. Or in. <laughs> they like probing. Don't like it. <laughs> the aliens like probing. <laughs> you know, E.T., he's got those long fingers, yeah, too. <laughs> it glows so you can see in the dark. Yeah, pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. And you have that big report that was just released down in the United States. Nothing conclusive, but they haven't ruled out that some of the UFOs that have been sighted could be alien. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Can't say yes or no. Here's a poll that was done for World UFO Day. What would you do if an alien invasion was Im- an imminent? Uh, number nine response, call your boss and let them know you're not coming into work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why bother at that point? Yeah, we're doomed. Start gathering weapons was number eight. Mm-hmm. Start working on some sort of bunker, number seven. At that point, it might be a little too late. I don't, I've never built a bunker, <laughs> but if the aliens are, are already approaching, I don't know how much time you've, you'd have with a shovel to dig yeah. one out. I'm going to guess the lineup at Rona is going to be ridiculous <laughs> that day. Yeah, just think about what we've been through with a, a pandemic. and Toilet paper. Add some spaceships into that. And <laughs> we're in big trouble. Turn off all your lights so the aliens won't think you're at home is number six. <laughs> Get as far away as you can from all major cities. There you go, That's Jim. That's a big one. Back up to Elliott Lake to oh, the family cabin. Big time. They got some abandoned mines up there. I might squat in for a while doesn't it seem though like in the country that's where a lot of the people are getting abducted from like middle of the woods camping trips it seems like the rural areas the crop the crop circles yeah they almost get hit more than the cities i find but they're just kind of cruising through and occasionally they'll pick somebody up like a hitchhiker it's just they don't specifically search the small towns if you've seen independence day they blow up the major cities they blow up washington dc paris you know how it is the land Landmarks. Yeah. They Google Earth landmarks and yeah. then they go to those places and see you later, Sphinx. <laughs> <laughs> Barricade your doors and windows. There you go. Good luck getting into, into Lowe's or Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Lumber price is already out of control. Can you imagine if everyone's <laughs> barricading their windows, how crazy it would be for a two by four. Start hoarding supplies. Yeah. Way to go, humans. Panic is the number two answer. Just in general. <laughs> Thanks for being honest, because yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I'd do. Hope experts and government officials figure it out is the number one answer. What? Have we learned nothing, people? This is pretty interesting. Down in Texas, near Houston, Montgomery County, there was an investigation going on, Jim. The cops were looking into an underground crime ring. Hmm. They called themselves dark side investigation is going on for eight months and they finally made 80 arrests 80 members of dark side have been arrested what kind of crime would you think they were getting into jim i'm gonna say human trafficking Mm. drugs maybe yeah first thing that pops into mind 
How far down the list is counterfeit coupons? <laughs> <laughs> Below the top 50. You know, like, uh, hey, uh, half price toothpaste. Sure. And- diapers, cleaning wipes, soap, that kind of stuff. They were making counterfeit coupons. But listen how crazy this is. They uh, did it on such a large scale across the United States that in one case, there was a person who purchased more than $200,000 worth of items from different stores with these coupons. So like $550 a day. What? This person already sounds well off. In items. Yeah, well, what they would do is they'd buy this stuff and they didn't say whether or not it would make stuff free or if it was like 70% off, buy one, get one free, what the coupons exactly would entitle them to. Yeah. But they looked so realistic that when when they try to scan them at the store, it wouldn't scan, but then the people would just say, hey, well, you, I have the coupon, you know, you better honor it. And sure. these stores like Walmart, Walgreens... We're just honoring the coupons anyways. Well, half the grocery stores you go to, it's like a teenager running the till. What do yeah. they know? You know, they'd be confused. And then they would take the items they bought and sell them online. <laughs> oh, there. Okay. And they'd make the money back huh. selling the stuff online or selling it at flea markets. So they're using these fake coupons. They just get their inventory at at a fraction of the price. Very elaborate. I was thinking it was going to be more like Pepsi points or something, or maybe like the McDonald's stickers for the Monopoly. Oh, yeah, that's a great story. Like those kind of simple ways to to get money. Uncle Jerry, the guy who scammed uh, the Monopoly game out of millions of dollars. With all his buddies? Yeah. Have you seen that documentary? Oh, it's excellent. I've never watched it. We had the guy who wrote the article uh, that it's based on on our show, remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, you know, I guess wherever there's an opportunity, there's someone who's going to try and take advantage of it. And Yeah. Honestly, coupons, I, I, never, I never thought my mom could turn to a life of crime, but maybe like I could see her getting in on this one. Hey, Karen, on the dark web and downloading coupons. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's the head. It's in the mafia, they call, them, they call them Dons, but when it's a coupon crime ring, the, the person at the top is the Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good enough, but you can't refuse. We got to get some of the smaller fish and work our way up to the Karen of the operation. (laughs) This is good news if you've been waiting and waiting to cross the border into the United States. uh, uh, They are lifting border rules as of today. Canada is loosening things. Uh, You are going to be able to, if you're fully vaccinated, um, cross the border and then skip the 14-day quarantine on the way back into Canada. Hmm. Eligible air travelers will be exempt from the requirement that they spend the first three days in Canada in a government-approved hotel. So that's done. Um, There is a warning. Would-be travelers will still be prohibited from entering the country if they were not eligible to travel to Canada before Monday. So anyone who arrived before Monday is still going to have to spend two full weeks in quarantine upon arrival. Should have just slept overnight in the airport. Yeah, got another couple nights at a hotel. Yeah. Wherever you were before you came home. But yeah, as of today, that's that's lifting. We are in step two of reopening. You can now have social gatherings outdoors of up to 25 people. I know I went to a, a pool party. My son's little friend, his his family invited us over and we showed up. 
And there was five families there, Jim. There was about 20 people. And boy, was it a strange, like, initial reaction. My wife and I walked into the backyard. We're like, what is going on here? (laughs) Did you shake? You know what's weird? Did you shake any hands? Because, like... I I do the air fist bump, or I have been doing the elbow bump. Yeah. I'm back to shaking hands now. Full-on handshaking. Yeah. It's just because I was up at the cottage with the neighbors, and... uh, Hadn't seen a few in a while, met a few new ones, and it was just full-on handshake. And I miss it. I miss uh-huh. the handshake because it's always been that awkward, you know, like you said, the fist bump or you the elbow. You don't know what to do. We skipped over all that, just went to the handshake, back to normal. But then you just keep your hand at the side until you can run back to the cottage and yeah. desanitize. I took a pump of whiskey on it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange. If you're in Niagara Falls on the weekend, oh, oh my God. Uh, they people heard that you could leave the house, and everybody in the province apparently went to Niagara Falls. Viral video circulating of just packed sidewalks yeah. near the falls. The traffic in and out of Niagara looked like it was at a standstill. People were out of their cars, just hanging out in the street. Yeah, and not just one guy smoking a butt or something. Like everybody's out. Car doors are wide open. They're just kind of milling about, tossing a football around. Yeah, I think it's like right off the QEW, maybe maybe Highway 420 that goes right into Niagara Falls. That cut off, but it is, as far as the eye can see, a sea of cars. Yep, people looking forward to getting back out there as we uh, are now in stage two here. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.